Welcome to St Martin the Fields. Special welcome to those joining us online. Welcome to Great Sacred Music. The 25th of March that falls tomorrow is the Feast of the Annunciation of our Lord to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's a uh, fascinating feast, not least because for many centuries in this country, it, was, it did mark New Year's Day. The New Year began on the 25th of March. And the date, of course, is connected, if you do the math, uh, with Christmas Day. It falls exactly nine months before Christmas Day, and there's a fairly obvious reason for that. Although, uh, the problem is that, of course, that means it always falls in Lent. So the day that is in many ways the new creation, or some would say a more significant moment of creation than the creation of the universe itself, uh, falls at a time when we're not in the business of feasting. The Spanish found this especially problematic for many centuries and moved the celebration date of the Annunciation to the 18th of December, which makes for possibly one of the shortest pregnancies of all time. So there is no simple way around this problem. But of course, behind it lies a great theological question, and that question is was Mary blessed because she was chosen to be the mother of the Lord or was she chosen to be the mother of the Lord because she was already blessed? And that tends to be one of the great Catholic-Protestant divide issues because if you take the Catholic view that she was blessed and therefore chosen, then you understand how Catholic devotion traces back to the doctrine that emerged finally in the 19th century as the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception, often uh, confused with this festival, uh, but in fact referring to the idea that uh, Mary herself was virginally conceived. Uh, not just Jesus, but Mary herself was virginally conceived. It does beg the question of how far back in her family tree you need to go but none of the music we're going to hear today goes into that rather vexed question. The Protestant idea is that the power of the Holy Spirit combined with a very ordinary young girl was what brought about the conception of Jesus. I have to say, I think logic, Christian logic, theological logic is really on the side of the Protestants, but I don't mean to offend worldwide Catholicism this early in great sacred music today. We're going to sing, as we traditionally do, uh, at, together at the beginning of Great Sacred Music each week. We're going to sing, Sing We of the Blessed Mother, which is what you might call a very conventional Anglo-Catholic hymn. It was written by George Timms, who died in 1997. He was the second Archdeacon of Hackney in East London, a post he held until 1981. Uh, why do I say it's a conventional Anglo-Catholic hymn? Well, it's about Mary, and it doesn't do anything flash. It just takes us through the key events of her life with Jesus. Annunciation, of course, birth, uh, the nurture of Jesus. It skips 
his life. There's no reference to the wedding at Cana, uh, but it skips ahead to the cross, which gets the whole of the second verse, uh, then the resurrection. And then there's a nice little Anglo-Catholic surprise at the end, which is that we discover that Mary played a big role at Pentecost. Who knew? Well, clearly George Timms, Archdeacon of Hackney until 1981, was party to something that the Gospel writers uh, and the writer of the Book of Acts was not party to. But that's all part of the fun of being an Anglo-Catholic. We remain seated and the voices stand and lead us as we sing, sing we of the Blessed Mother.
Well, we're now going to hear a couple of uh, texts associated with Mary, not specifically associated with the uh, Annunciation, but associated uh, with other aspects of her being the mother of Jesus. First of all, a tender shoot, uh, which of course comes from Isaiah chapter 11 and takes us into the immensely complex territory of the authority of Jesus because we have two, two strands. It, the uh, Old Testament, particularly Matthew and Luke, are at pains to trace Jesus' heritage back uh, all the way back to, Ab uh, to, um, to Abraham in the case of Matthew and back to Adam in the case of Luke. Um, and that, of course, focuses on the notion that you get in Isaiah 11 uh, that a shoot will come from the root of, of Jesse. In other words, out of Jesse, the father of David, uh, out of David's family will be restored a new king of Israel. Uh, and of course, that is, that is Jesus. And the way that that family tree works is that Joseph is a descendant of Jesse and David uh, and then all the kings thereafter. There's only one problem, is that if you believe in the virginal birth of Jesus, then Joseph, tracing his ancestry all the way back to these great figures in Israel's history, is not actually terribly significant. So you can kind of jettison the authority of all of that. So in a sense, you almost have to choose between taking your authority from the traditional story of the virginal conception of Jesus, or you dispense with that and you take your authority from from uh, Joseph being descended from all the great figures of Israel. You can't really have it both ways. Anyway, something to think about as you're listening to Goldschmidt's uh, music in a moment. And then uh, we couldn't really have a great sacred music about Mary without having a setting of the Magnificat. Magnificat based on Hannah's song uh, in the Old Testament in the first book of Samuel uh, as Hannah discovers the joy of expecting a child just as, uh, um, just as Mary later did. Uh, and then that's transposed into a New Testament setting. One of the most significant things I learned in my New Testament classes uh, was that it's helpful to see Mary. Uh, when, whenever Mary comes up in the Gospels, it's always an oblique reference uh, to Israel. Mary is, is a kind of type for Israel wherever she appears. Uh, then, of course, uh, we have the way that the Magnificat is sung in the church. It's a, a constant manifesto, if you like, rather like the Beatitudes, about which way up we should see the world being. The African-American theologian Howard Thurman talks eloquently about how the Gospels are written to speak to those with their back to the, backs to the wall. And the people who are most qualified to read the Gospels are those with their backs to the wall. And Mary, Mary's Magnificat clearly speaks to that context. And then Anglicanism has a particular association with the Magnificat because it places it right at the center of the service of Evensong between the Old Testament and the New Testament lessons. And so in a sense, the Magnificat for Anglicans has a unique quality in uniting Hannah's song of the Old Testament with Mary's song of the New Testament being, if you like, the, 
the statement of the theological convictions that unite both of the Old and the New Testament. Let's enjoy these two pieces now.
Now, I don't know if you're a close follower of the writings of Pope Sixtus IV, but if you are, this is your big moment. We're going to hear his prayer to the Virgin, which begins by listing various of her attributes. Mother of God, Queen of Heaven, Gate of Paradise, Ruler of the World, Uniquely Pure. Uh, and then we get a 27-fold repetition of the invocation et ora pro peccatis meis and pray for my sins. So if you like repetition, again, you're in luck. Uh, I think the significance, so it's debatable, but I think the significance of the number 27, if it is that it's three, the number of the Trinity, raised to the power of itself, and for the non-mathematicians here, that means three times three times three. What could be better? I think that's how we end up with 27. Now, Pope Sixtus IV was not just a writer of prayers to the Virgin. He was a giver of indulgences on a grand scale. He uh, decreed that those who uh, said this prayer devoutly got an indulgence of 11,000 years, which is probably worth having. How much of that applies to those who simply listen to the voices sing it, I'll leave to your imagination.
Well, in Anglican circles, no uh, celebration of the Virgin Mary would be complete in the last 50 years or so without singing the hymn we're about to sing now together, Timothy Dudley Smith's Tell Out My Soul, his uh, first and still his most famous hymn written in 1966, uh, the tune written by Walter Greatorex in 1916. Walter Greatorex perhaps should be better known. At Gresham's, he taught Benjamin Britten, W.H. Auden, and Lennox Barclay. Auden, in fact, said that even the great Albert Schweitzer played the organ no better than Walter Greatorex, although Walter Greatorex's prowess with medicine and missionary zeal compared to Schweitzer's is not known. We remain seated and the voices again will stand and lead us as we sing together, Tell Out My Soul. towards the end of Great Sacred Music for uh, this week. If you've enjoyed yourself, I hope you have. Uh, there are at the top of the back page of the sheets a multitude of ways in which you can donate to keep this tradition going. Even in the last few weeks, we've invented a new way of giving that we call cash. Uh, that's just for those in the building, but um, 
but you can, you can find all sorts of ways to contribute as you leave. Thank you in advance. Do have a look also at the next uh, Great Sacred Music, Bring Us, O Lord God, a study in the uh, music related to the poems of John Donne next week, and choral classics on Sunday uh, for the beauty of the earth coinciding with Mothering Sunday. Uh, you might also want to hear the voices again on Tuesday, this Tuesday at 7.30, Bark and Handel uh, by Candlelight. Mendelssohn also gets uh, a nod as well. You can pick up tickets from the box office downstairs afterwards or, or online. We're going to finish in a very different vein. Uh, James Bryce was 92 years old when he was overheard singing a Calypso carol uh, by a certain Edric Connor in 1942. That same Edric Connor produced the interestingly named Edric Connor Collection of West Indian Spirituals and Folk Tunes in 1945. Uh, and the carol became more widely known through its inclusion in the Cambridge Hymnal of 1967, an example of how the story of Mary's Annunciation appeals to every culture and age. Thanks for joining us.